This podcast is based on real-life events that are portrayed to the best of Athena and Amber's memory and also backed by court records and other factual evidence. While all the stories in the podcast are true, some names and identifying details have been changed to protect the privacy of the people involved. Previously on Ex-Wives Undercover, in Ben's final hearing, he finally pleads guilty. Amber's divorce is still pending because Ben is still lying about his finances. We also find out that Ben and Avery are together and now house hunting. Ben continuously appeals the final and signed parenting plan, and by the end of the episode, he gets it overturned. Lastly, Amber and Sydney go on a trip to Disneyland, and when Ben finds out, he decides to deposit $1,000 into his wife's bank account. We all knew Ben was up to something, and we would soon figure out exactly what it was. Welcome to Ex-Wives Undercover. Liars, cheaters, and love cons. I'm Amber. And I'm Athena. First we told our story, and now we're sharing all of your craziest and most heart-wrenching stories of love gone wrong. Sometimes we laugh. And sometimes we cry. But more importantly, we stand stand together. together. All right, girl. You ready to do this? Let's do it. The views, information, or opinions expressed on our show by our guests are solely the views of those individuals involved and by no means represent absolute facts. Opinions expressed by the host and guests may change at any time. Our podcast and YouTube show may at times cover sensitive topics, including but not limited to suicide, abuse, violence. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Season 2, Episode 5, Life is a Highway. Me and Sydney arrived in Seattle after a week-long trip to California, flying first class per Ben's generosity. It was going to be a really long day for me because after dropping Sydney off at Athena's, I still had to drive the three hours back home to Oregon. No sooner did I say my goodbyes than I felt my phone vibrate. I looked down and it was Ben. Later admitting he got my new phone number off of Sydney's phone, he texted for me to look over and to my complete shock and horror, there he was on the freeway in the lane next to me with the window rolled down waving for me to pull over. This particular incident, I was like, oh, my skin's crawling as I was like writing out him coming at me. I wanted to pee myself. I, I, I had no words. I think our listeners are going to want to know why you didn't, why you didn't just call the police and report him knowing that you had the order. Uh, yeah. Right. I think I was so in shock. You know how, um, through the years I've had to do this. And you've had to do this, play things a little bit smart to get the result we want. Your divorce was finalized, but you still had to have been move forward with actually paying you the awarded spousal support. And that hadn't happened yet. So did that play into it? Did you want to like kind of make nice and just keep up facade a little bit? Honestly, it would be easier if that can happen. (laughs) I wish I had some strategy, but I did not. I was so shocked. Like, so shocked. I I had no words. I didn't even know what to do. And I just remember my phone was in my lap and it started buzzing and I looked down and he must've been next to me on my right hand side for a little while, like trying to get my attention, like, Hey, over here. 
and I just wasn't looking. I just thought like weird person, like, ew, you know how like yeah. you're a bit yeah, like a creeper, dude, like yeah. someone checking you out or something's like, you're trying yeah. to speed up and slow down try to go around. <laughs> like, ew. I thought it was one of those kind of people. And yes. So I remember I was like speeding up and I wouldn't look over. And then he starts texting me and I look down on my lap and I'm like, Oh, Oh, and it says, look over. And so I did. And I'm just like, what is he doing? He's his window was unrolled and he kept saying, pull over, pull over. Oh my God. And I'm like, what do you want? What do you want? And I'm, I'm just gripping my thing and I didn't know what to do. And I'm just like, he's going to follow me all the way home. Is he going to follow me to Oregon? Oh my God. And so all I could think of was like, I gotta, I have to pull over. It's dangerous at this point because I'm swerving all over the place. You pull into the gas station, a public area, which is very, very smart. And yeah. you, do you get out of the car? Do you roll down the window? Like walk us through what happens. I did get out of the car. Okay. I walked over to like the side of the building. Like, you know, the little office of the gas station. Yeah. There's like a little side office thingy where the cash register is. I kind of walked over there and he came towards me and it was just so bizarre because he acted like old times, like, Hey, like. I can't believe we were on this highway at the same time. And I hadn't even put it together that, no, you stopped my ass. <laughs> Random. Then, yeah. Seeing you here, bud. But I, I mean, honestly, I was just shocked because his behavior was so odd to mm-hmm. me that he made me out to be the devil just a couple of weeks prior in court, created these fake emails of how, what an awful monster I am. And then he's acting like he's trying to shoot the shit and Hey, I haven't seen you in months. And how are you? And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk. I, I don't, is there something I can help you with? Or what do you need? Um, so weird. Cause he was dancing around what he needed. Basically he tried to say, well, you have those two boxes of my belongings. Like, thanks for throwing away all my stuff. But I know you did say to your lawyer that you kept the two boxes of memorabilia type stuff. And so I need to get that from you. I'm like, that's great. You could have contacted anybody to make arrangements yeah. instead of he's stalking. Always, yeah, he's always digging and yeah. And then the, the prep, the prep with getting you and Sydney first class airline oh, tickets. Yeah. It was all, it was a ploy. strategy. Yes. He rambled on and on about how he had gone through intensive therapy and retrained his brain. Ben was apparently a whole new man. But I knew better than to fall for this complete bullshit. He's a big fan of yoga now and meditation. And he has retrained his brain. And yeah, just like that. He's all better. New man. Brand new Ben. Neurofeedback. Um, I found the email with him talking about it. Yeah. I was like, wow. And that he started this brand new company. And they they all voted him in as the CEO. And then he's like, and then I just bought the company. I'm like, oh, that's great. And I'm just thinking, is that where my money is from the divorce? Did you just yes, take that's right. I all that big that. chunk of money that was owed to me? Oh, you bought a business with it. I'm staring at him in disbelief going, I can't believe you're trying to tell me all this stuff. And you're acting as if nothing. I'm the devil in your eyes. And now you want me back? And you want me to reconsider because you retrained your brain. And he, then he tried to get me to go see a Christian counselor. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, just mm, no, no, I'm not going to go to any counselor. Christian, like, not not, I, I'm not going to a counselor. We're done. And I was like, but I'm dating someone else. So, so he didn't know I, until that moment. He did know because Sydney told him I found, that's right. 
I found a voicemail that you had sent me of their conversation. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, daddy, Amber's got a new boyfriend. He's like, do you really think that I want to know about that, Sydney? That's <laughs> right. That? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I recorded. He, I loved it. Yes. Yes. And so he knew, he knew. But you know about that? Do you think we want to know that you put your dick in like five or six other chicks while you're married to me and while you're married yeah. to Amber? Like, think about it. This was not a new thing for him. He did worsen in his, um, maybe his severity of things, but there is no way that he wasn't totally having multiple affairs on me. When you were with him, did you ever meet or hear about a girl named Amber? No. Supposedly, they were best friends. They dated when they were really young, momentarily. 20s, and all I know is that they would talk and he would say, we were just friends. Look, and she was in full-blown relationships. And he, I never met her in person. Um, and then also there was a really good friend. So there was a Heather, a Jeanette and a, and then Amber, all three really close girlfriends that would give him advice that were like, Oh, I'm so glad you know, so definitely not Heather, definitely not Jeanette. Cause Jeanette, he brought me around and Heather. So Jeanette, Heather, Lacey and Amber, he brought me around all of them, but never Amber. And she was very, she was very pretty. They're all pretty, but she just looked like more, you know, somebody who would date his type. So he told me they've always just been friends. When I was kicking his ass out and packing his shit up, I found an old photo album. They were them, teenagers or early 20s, hugged up, kind of holding hands, like kissing, sitting on his lap. I'm like, really? And so I was like, well, clearly you lied about that. And he looked at me and smiled. He goes, haha, you're right. And just so you know, he goes, she was my girlfriend. I liked (gasps) you this whole entire time. Oh my God. You when you that. talk about those girlfriends or just friends, there was like a girl named Catherine that was a single mom, super pretty. I think she might've been a hairdresser that I met her before. And I'm like, I bet he was banging her. There's a girl named Erica that also super pretty. I've met her at the gym and at the white party one year. I bet he was oh. banging her too. I oh, just probably. think about all these friends that I'm like, Ooh, were you just a friend or And Erica had met Sydney before because I found a message from her saying, hey, do you guys want to meet at the park? (gasps) I swear that's where he met everybody was at the park. Oh, Juanita Beach. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I had absolutely no desire for small talk with that man and tried to make my escape back to my car, but not before he grabbed me and held me in an awkwardly long hug. Ugh. He finally let me go, and I pretty much ran to my car. I think once your eyes get opened, you see the manipulation. And at that point, I was like, oh, no, I see what you're doing. You just found out that you owe me $100,000 in our divorce settlement. Oh, and yeah. And now- The light bulb went off. That's where. So then I'm just sitting there going, that's great and dandy, but um, I see why you're trying to get me back. Because if you get me back and I fall for your BS, that means you don't have to pay me anything. Even though you have Avery sitting in your home in Tacoma, as we speak, she probably has no idea you're stalking your ex-wife down the freeway. So I could see what he was doing and I wasn't buying it. I just was like, okay, I need to go reach out and let me know. Um, And I'll have the boxes at my parents' house. You can go pick them up. And he freaked out on me, but um, I love it. It wasn't what he wanted to hear. He wanted to have another um, in-person meet up with you clearly. And you're like, anyway, 
And he's like, I can't lose to another man. If any strategy was going on in my head, I was just trying to keep the peace and I didn't want to get in an argument. I wanted to stay above it and just be like, yeah, great. Good for you. I'm glad that you're doing well. Just kill him with kindness. And so that was sort of like, okay, you know what? I mean, what's the point of arguing or having any kind of just anything with that guy? It's so time consuming and you realize you get absolutely nowhere. So I, I completely understand. And you just say what you need to say. So he stops talking so you can leave. Oh my God, though. I remember trying to get away and I, he just grabs me like as if, oh my God, like just this awkward hug. And I'm just like, okay, my skin was calling. I'm just like, let go, let go, let go. Like, I don't want to touch you. I don't want to hug you. I don't want anything. And I know, I mean, I, I'm, I am being nice to you right now, but that doesn't mean touch me or anything. And so I remember it was just awkward and weird. And then finally he let go and I'm like pretty much running to my car. Like, Oh, yuck. And then I'm backing out and then I look over and I'm like, my heart's just racing. He's knocking on my, my window and I'm like, what are you doing? And I unroll it. And he's like, I just like now what? And then he said, I just remember him saying something like, I just, I don't want to see you go. And you know, I just, I don't know. And he just kind of like, I just want to hug you one last time. And I'm just like, like kind of, you know what I mean? And I'm like leaning back, like, uh, I I just hugged you for a really awkward long amount of time. And so he can reached in through the window and I'm like, Oh, like no kissy, no kissy. (laughs) No, no, no. Gross. Yeah. And the fact that he has the balls to do that. I know. He's such a fucking narcissist. I felt violated. Just like you, there's you were ready to take a scalding hot shower. Let's keep it. Yes. Ready. Yeah. And you I just, remember, a, I kind of just like turned my yeah. head and he kind of nailed a boiling water over you. A kiss on my forehead. But I was like, Oh my God, roll the window up, lock the doors and get the <laughs> fuck out. It was awful. <laughs> I just remember like the whole ride home. I'm like, Oh, 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 I don't, I don't. I That's don't. when you called me. <laughs> yes. And I was like, you are going to die. You're going to die. I know. Oh, that was awful. I remember you had a process for a minute. I think it was overwhelming. It just it was like, yeah, I was not ready for that in any way. I just thought he's got a five year, no contact, but clearly he doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. He doesn't. He was not yes. scared. He, yeah. yeah, no. After the parenting plan was overturned, my attorney followed up immediately with a notice of reconsideration where she cited the multiple ethical reasons as to why the ruling should not stand. And while my attorney continued to figure out how and why this had happened, we had no choice but to comply with the terms of the temporary parenting plan that had been set in place previously until the judge returned from her vacation. In typical Ben fashion, we immediately returned back to the court per Ben's request. He was now requesting to overthrow the temporary parenting plan. My attorney emailed the judge Spaliff for clarity as to what had happened. At the next hearing, the judge was made aware of everything Ben had done previously. Yet, she still decided to step in and override the temporary parenting plan that had previously been set in motion. I was absolutely appalled at how corrupt our legal system is. He and his attorney drafted up a new temporary parenting plan. Can you imagine what he was asking for? It was no, Ridiculous. no restrictions, 
zero anything because remember he hated that first original one too it it stated where he signed off on it and was recorded in court in king county that he has a steroid addiction issue Mm -hmm. that he is depressed and he needs to be on medication that at any point when i feel like he is acting erratic that i have the right to take sydney from him until he can prove that he is back on his medication steroid free dying to know like how it all came about i don't know like there's no repercussions it sounds like for the fuck up with the due dates on the 29th and she made her judgment several days before that's not fair that's not okay i know and a few months later i do get an email from my attorney and i'm gonna post it for people to see if they want but it says something along the lines and i'm terrible at quoting but it read something along the lines of due to the um and like unethical or response or the way things like progressed and happened that legally and ethically that they need to go back and bring this back to court to do right by the respondent, which was me. But I got it like three or four months later. So I was confused. What are you talking about? And it Mm -hmm. says because of that and to do what's legally obligated to the respondent, we are now going to, be bringing in a social worker to do a huge evaluation on both you and Ben. But here's the kicker. Do you remember when they did that last time? Mm-hmm. So I was a part of that one. Yeah, it was hearing that I thought, what the fuck? And I had, we had yeah. to pay for it and he refused to do it. So if I wanted it done, I had to pay $2,000 to have it done. By that time, I was so emotionally and financially spent that Mm -hmm. I should have moved forward and maybe just did stuff. But I told this woman straight up, I said, listen, no disrespect to you, but he did this, this, and this, and this to me last time. How do I know this isn't going to happen again? I'm going to spend the money. He's going to last minute swoop in and decide to come in after I've paid for all of this. And then what? he folds the court system with fake documents last minute. I said, I said, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful to you, but I have no, um, faith in our legal system. I was so screwed. And so I'm done and I I'm not going to have you do the evaluation. And I said that, and there was just no more fight left in me at that moment. My attorney does fight for me. I found the emails Mm -hmm. where she CCs me talking to the bailiff and she's like, how did this happen? This is not within the legal ramifications of the law. I would like an answer. And that's when the bailiff, which is really the right-hand man to this judge, right? Says, um, you're right. I'm seeing this. You're correct. These, these are the dates. She confirms that we are right. She says, but she is gone for the next few weeks on leave for vacation. But as soon as she returns, um, I will touch base with her. Well, Three, four months later, I yeah. find the other stuff. And then my attorney by that time is gone. And to, to be place, honest so. with you, I feel like all of us put in so much time. I didn't even work during this time. I swear to God, I was collecting evidence and writing up no. everything during every like single we were waking on crack, moment. I swear to yes. God. I know. Around the clock, we were on dial to all of us women. Like, you got this document, you got this text message, you got, we got to prove that he's suicidal, he's dangerous. I have messages that I gave to you of like, 
me texting Ben and him saying he's going to kill himself while Sydney is with him. Yeah. And I just, it blows my mind. That's just one small little part of it. I'm like, did you guys not read anything? Yeah. So I found anything. I know. I found an email from my attorney in that time frame as well. The very, very end of September of 2019 that states, I got all of Amber's, Amber's zip file, all the information, but I'm going to decide that I'm not going to use a few of the correspondences between her and Ben that she sent me because I'm afraid for her because Ben was now reaching out and try and like trying to do something with her attorneys. Like, like he was trying to, um, um, not press charges, but I, I can't, what, how do you, what do you say? Like they go like and they flag her, make her. a complaint yes. to the bar, yes. a complaint. He's trying to yeah. file complaints. And so she said, he is, you know, at first when you come into this and we tell you these, this mm-hmm. information, it's like, whoa, that's a lot to absorb. That's kind of crazy. But then when you're in it and you're living it yeah. and then now you're feeling threatened by it, your welfare, your safety, um, she started feeling that way. I don't know why that's why she left that firm, but she said, tell Amber, I appreciate it all. And I have an email and I read it just a few days ago and I said, but I'm not going to submit this because I'm too afraid for her safety. So she omitted it a few things. My safety. Yes. You. Oh God. And it had to do with correspondence that you sent me regarding um, him talking about Sydney and she just thought it might come back because it would be, it's always given to the other party. Right. So he would know. Yeah, and she was afraid that he would retaliate and hurt you. Yeah. But you know what really pissed me off when I write about how he, the judge is like, this is bullshit. He needs yeah. to see his daughter. This is not a, a, you know, this is what you say, a disservice to this child. She should be seen. I'm like, did you not read all this shit? And then, I, she exactly. me, then she orders me to do family wizard again. Yeah. With him. I've, yeah I've and again, it's app. like, did you not read? That we've gone down that that avenue, that whole little road of that. He he was me. He faked me. Like for a fucking year, lady. You yes. obviously didn't read it through all of our three hundred eighty-five no. documents. <laughs> that's what's like. Okay, if you can't do it, you need to have your bailiff or someone who's your right hand man do it. Yeah, exactly. Because you're you're it's doing a child at stake. Like who's getting disservice? This child's getting disservice. You're getting disservice by their lack of getting their shit together. You know. Yeah. I know. And when she said that, the judge said that I spoke into the microphone, even oh. though I was represented, you don't the tiger. I did. And I just yes. said, may I ask a question, your honor? And then my attorney like put her hand on my leg. Like, don't. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know, how am I supposed to protect myself from this man? You're wanting me to do a, a you know, a communication app. I said, how am I ever supposed to protect myself when I've turned in multiple documents, letting you know the things that he's done using an app like this, pretending to be me? When is enough enough? Like now you're ordering me to do this and now I have to pay. It was like $135 to have it in place and do all this. And you're going to have me be on another system. I said, you know, again, I said, I've been told by multiple judges that there has to be a paper trail. When is this paper trail long enough for you? It was just it's heartbreak sick. after heartbreak Truly. after heartbreak. Yeah. I think yeah, that at is. this point in the game, we all just felt a real reality check of we, we won, but we didn't win anything. And ultimately, we're just going to yeah. have to go along with what's being told to us. 
Ben's attorney also went on to state that he and his client didn't believe that Sydney was currently seeing a therapist. I'd previously submitted multiple records to the court confirming that Sydney had indeed been going for therapy weekly. How had this judge missed all of this information? And instead, she scolded me and drilled me, acting like I wasn't being honest. I had already submitted all of her appointments, the letter from her therapist in the previous hearing, which was supposed to be filtered down to the next judge. So once again, she didn't read all of her information, is talking shit and, and is listening to his attorney who sounds very unbelievable. He's a piece of shit. And, and it's amazing that the abuser being Ben, the abuser is so concerned about her mental welfare and wants to make sure she gets therapy as he continues to abuse her. I was just like, oh my gosh. And then she starts talking to me like she doesn't believe me and, and saying, I'm sorry, Ms. Nazarian, but I'm going to have to need, I need proof. Like, and then my attorney's like whispering, do you have proof? I go, I, w- I talked to the fucking bike. I go, yeah, yeah, it's on record. Like I've already turned it in for like the appointments leading up to the last case. I'll continue. And then, um, Ben's attorney steps in and goes, well, according to my client, um, she's missed multiple appointments and just made it sound like I wasn't taking it seriously. So she said, we're going to reconvene and we'll be back here again. And you need to have proof for all the appointments she's attended. And I, you know, and I was honest, I was like, she's not connecting with this counselor, which is true. I said, and so I have, I'm looking for another one, but until that happens, she's still seeing this woman and this, yes, this woman went on vacation for two weeks in July or August. Other than that, she's been going. And Mm -hmm. she said, um, well, you should be able to find somebody easily. And I said, with my insurance, if I don't find, I remember it was a huge waiting list. Do you remember that? Yeah. And you, and then we, I, what I offered on, put her on my insurance. Yes, yes. I was looking to see if I could put Sydney on my insurance to see if we could get her in faster. Yeah. I, not I mention, remember that it was still $300. My daughter doesn't just need a counselor. My daughter needs a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. She has mental health issues. This judge looked at me and she goes, I'm sorry, but I find that really hard to believe. And I think that what you're saying is completely inaccurate. I've never heard of uh, of a, I don't know if she were to use the word therapist, psychiatrist, or counselor costing that much money. She was like, so until you can show me proof, Ms. Kazarian, <sighs> that you're trying and they actually cost that much, I'm going to have to say that I just cannot believe anything you're saying to me right now. Oh, oh my God. I just wanted to cry. Yeah. Like, bitch, I sent her to a couple of them and I yeah. spent all the money by myself yeah. because Ben refused to pay child support and he hasn't been paying. Yeah. Three, $400 a pop just to get her on meds. Just a week before Ben stalked me onto the freeway, our divorce was finalized and I was awarded $100,000. I was happy and thankful about this judgment. This was clearly more than enough to pay for the IVF collections and credit card debt. And there might be just enough to put a down payment on a house or into savings and retirement. While Ben was on his best behavior over the month of August... He actually promised me to pay off that IVF collections, and to my shock, he did. In one of the emails to me regarding the divorce settlement, it read, quote, I also rewrote a few things in your favor that I think you should have. The documents will be mailed to your parents' house, which includes a location of accounts and safety deposit boxes. Despite Athena's attempt to brainwash you, 
the money is real and you will be taken care of. I'm also going to give you a third ownership in the company I purchased in downtown Seattle. The company is on the verge of being worth quite a bit. It's the least I can do. This is to stay between you and I. Please do not disclose this with Athena. Thanks. I love you. Being there to physically watch what you're going through and then now reading it back, it's just, again, it was for me like living through it through you and remembering the hurt and I can, it's just so painful, but at the same time you have to suck it up because he owes that to you. He He needs to fucking pay that shit off. So yes, absolutely. And I could see what he was doing. I mean, I wasn't naive to it. I think in the past, he just knew that the minute he just says, but we're soulmates, Amber, and I've never loved anyone like you. It didn't work this time. Oh, do you remember he used to say, no matter what happened between us, I'm going to take care of you. Oh, yes. He always said that. Yes. I will never let you fall flat on your face. Like, I will always make sure you're okay. No matter what, if we're divorced, if you've moved on, it doesn't matter, Amber. I will always financially care for you. So I didn't have phone conversations with him. So the whole month of August, when I got back, um, it was mostly email. So I have this all kind of on a record, but he would tell me about this company all the time. And he's so excited. And he just, you know, he kept saying like, I want to give you like part ownership. And it started out as 50% ownership. And I'm like, right. That's great. Yeah. So he's just kind of just doing the same dog and pony show, you know, it's our family and, oh, and then he'll see the end every once in a while. Like, you know, Sydney was asking me like, you know, dad, now that you're not, you're all better. Can we be a family again? Oh my God. Oh yeah. And he sent you photos a bunch of times. Oh yes. Remember this, remember that. And then, yeah. And then, you know, I shouldn't have even entertained it, but I was just like, that's great. I hope you're doing good. It sounds like you're doing a good job. You know, I always back you as far as getting mentally healthy and being a good dad and yeah, um, leaving at that. And then, which was big of you. I was trying, I was trying to kind of take the high road, but then he pissed me off. I remember he sent a video that he had taken of me at the day we did IVF and it was a cute video because I was coming out of anesthesia and I was saying really crazy things and it was really funny and he was giggling and I just thought you'd want this. I'm like, why, why would I want that? Like a reminder that I'm not going to be a mom ever. And that like you ruined it. That's pretty much just reminding me of why I hate you so much. Like don't hit that. That hit hit me. I remember. So as he's telling me about like, he actually even sent me a recorded message with some man. It was like a business negotiation to prove to me that he has a buyer for his company and they were going to pay $500 million. Yes. And that I was going to have uh, well, first it started as a half owner, 50, 50. And then it went down to like a third. And then by the end it was like 25%. But, and I just was like, I don't need it. I already have my settlement. And then like, no, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. And we were like, like laughing in the background, like police. I knew that there was something fishy with all of this. And sure enough, I got a call from my lawyer one day to let me know that Ben was disputing the divorce judgment. So then that's when I got the email from my lawyer going, "Um, Amber, did you know that Ben hired a lawyer and is disputing the settlement? And I was like, oh my God, that's it. That is it. That's why he's trying to schmooze me up and try to get me to take him back. And tell me about all this money, because if he can dangle that carrot that he has $500 million, then I'll be like, oh, let me forego that 100K because I'm all about the 500 million. And instead, I kept saying, 
Well, Ben, that's great that you're so generous and I'm glad that you really want to take care of me. That's so nice. And let's just go ahead and add that 50% ownership and equity in, on top in of addition, addition yeah. to the 100K. <laughs> yes. And so he's just like, I can. you could tell, yes, you could tell he's like, you dumb yatch. Like, that's not what I'm asking. So I kept saying, no, you could go ahead and try to be so nice yeah. and schmoozy. And I was like, but why? Are you no, it's to- okay. Yeah, You're so you. nice. No, so I mean, if you want to, thank you. That's so kind of you, thank but you. I would just like to keep that in place. But if you want to add yeah. that, like, thank you. That's yeah. I do believe that you've made changes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it was yeah. killing him. And so, um, but yeah, I asked him, I was like, Loved why it. are you disputing it? Why did why have I been hearing from you for the last two to three weeks? And you've never mentioned once that you hired a lawyer to dispute the settlement. He's like, well, I just want to make sure that you're taken care of. And that's my priority, Amber. And I don't, right. I don't want it to go under a default judgment. And I want to make sure I just that feel like that's knows. not fair enough. Yes. I feel like you deserve, you more, should get more. Amber. He kept saying, I, I rewrote everything. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, would you mind forwarding what you wrote? And he kept being really evasive and he wouldn't send me anything. I was like, well, I'd like to see it in writing before I, I got to know yeah. what I'm, can I just see it considering, yeah. I mean, me the money you're going to take care of me and everything. And that's, that's great, but you need to write, you send it in writing. And my attorney's going, no, they're disputing it. They want it thrown out. And I'm like, I know, I know what the fucker's doing. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. very aware now of what he's doing. I think in one of the messages, it was kind of us going back and forth about it. And then I had mentioned my boyfriend and then that was like, oh, that's right. Like, oh, you're still with him? Like, you know, how dare you? And then it was like, the next day I get the message saying, sorry, I lost my temper. Like he goes, you are the most selfish oh. wife I've ever known. <laughs> Whoa, I'm not the most. You I, win. I'm the most now. I'm the most. And this was after like literally the day before he's like, I just want to take care of you. I, I just want you to be okay. And then now I'm the most selfish wife. Multiple personalities. And I multiple. He says, I hate your selfishness and you completely abandon us, your family. And I don't, and this is the best. I don't want you communicating with Sydney. Uh, and I worked my ass off to get back to you for only for you to turn your cheek on the promise to support your husband. And I hope you can live with that because I fought and scratched and clawed my way back to you. I mean, this is major dramatic. Sing it, Ben. Sing it. So dramatic. And he says, I check out. Goodbye. Like, I'm suicidal and I'm going to kill myself now. Oh, always. Always. He would say it without saying the exact words. He'd always insinuate it. I check out. Goodbye. This is be the last time you hear from me. I can't live this life anymore. Check out. The next day, he backtracked and asked me to work for his new company. The next day, it's like, okay, maybe I overreacted. I'm like, okay. And I was thinking maybe you could work for my company. I'm like, what is happening? Literally in the span of three days, it's, oh, let me me help you. And then you're the most selfish person ever. And then, oh, I have an idea. And I just no impulse control. Yeah. So it's like, he had a plan and a plot to like screw you over. Yeah. But his impulsiveness couldn't shut his mouth. Like he did to us. Yeah most times in court, the courthouse, and because he couldn't shut his mouth or not react impulsively, then the next day or the following day, then he like has to like wrap it back around. Like, Hey there. So yeah, yeah. I was thinking I, I was, I was in a lot of control, but I think <laughs> I should make you partner in my, my company. Yeah. Right. 
Right. And I learned not like to I respond to him. That. So that was one of the <laughs> things that I stopped doing because I always responded. Yes. And, and so he, I oh God, he, that he him. gave me the suicide letter and I didn't respond. So then it was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I like Did he get worse I mean? then? Doesn't he get uh, worse no, if you don't that, respond? He actually flipped it around, was like, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. As if he didn't just threaten to kill himself. For how long did he flip it around before he But then he wanted to give me a job. And so he says, I'll pay you 120K a year. And I'm like, "Uh, but but that's not how that works. Like the judgment means I don't need to take a second job to get what's owed to me. And let's not forget, we know what the fuck you did to Deanna. Hello. Yeah. I mean, seriously, Right. A repeat. This just came to our knowledge three months prior, four months prior at the most. Everything you just did to Deanna. Well, that's great. But the law says you just have to pay me the 100K just outright. I don't have to work <laughs> for it. Um, yeah. That's it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the end. No. End. No. Thank you. But no. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm good. I don't need to earn the my spousal support yeah. that was already given to me in a judgment. Thank you. Thank thanks you. anyway, bud. Um, that was kind of that was nice of you. Yeah. And then Moving I think on. I got another shitty email. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god. There were so many. He gets obsessive. And when he was given a big hell no by me again, I received another message. Oh, and then there was another suicide letter after that. What really gets me is your lack of remorse and loyalty. It blows me away. And the day you learned of my fate, whenever and whatever that is, I hope you feel a shred of the misery that your abandonment causes me daily because just a shred of that feeling is fucking excruciating and more yes. than you, than most could probably handle. And then, <laughs> this is the best. Bitch. He goes, and then you can go on living your life with my replacement, referring to John, off yes. of my business and hard work and money and my furniture. <laughs> like he doesn't want John sitting he on ta- tackles in the, the furniture again. <laughs> he doesn't, I told John this the other day. He's like, I go, John, I have found an email of him going, he is not allowed to sit on my couch. I don't yeah. want another man on yeah. my couch. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You're okay. like, we've kind of done more than sit on this couch. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you sent him that email. Oh my God. Uh, and the then tiger threatens- in me. See, yes. you're influencing me. Yep. And then he goes because. on to threaten that um, I need to know by 9 a.m. tomorrow because I don't want you around Sydney. So oh, yeah. he tried to get the restraining order on earlier so I wouldn't be able to talk to her. And now he's trying to throw that in my face again. So now time know, frames. He's going to communicate with him. Yes. All he cares about is keeping the lines of communication open. And it's just, <laughs> no matter what he has to do, he's trying all tactics to have you keep responding to him. Yeah. Oh man. It just builds. I remember the more that Chris and I wouldn't respond, he would just go freak crazy. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so then how does it end? Like during that time frame, like with the communication. So Was that the last one, um, oh, of course not. No, okay, um, I didn't think so. Yeah. We can only add so much in here guys. I know. So, I know Cause we could go on and on. Yeah. And on and on and on. I mean, it goes obsessive hundreds of emails. Yeah. I mean, it definitely slowly dwindles because between September of 2019 and November is when it, he finally dropped it. Um, he knew that he was trying to, it was a technicality. So he was trying to say that we didn't serve him proper service or whatever for the divorce papers while he was sitting in jail. 
And we were like, yes, we did. We have the oh, person God. who served you, who signed it, who said you did That's indeed. That's the most legitimate place to be served yeah. by officers. Yeah. So okay. he was trying to find a loophole so that so we could start all over. And then basically I would get nothing, but it ended up, he ended up dropping it, I think. But again, I had to start paying. I think I paid another six grand between September and November just to fight this bullshit. I don't think I realized that. Yeah. I had to pay it's even more up. money. Over the summer, while I was free of Ben, it was so exhilarating and I finally felt like myself again. In just a few short weeks, I already felt the heaviness that Ben brought into my life and I wanted nothing to do with him. While all of this was going on, Ben had conned Avery into investing into that same company that he wanted to give me part ownership of. And he listed her on the executive team, even posting her photo on the website. She probably had no idea that he was communicating with me, his ex-wife. And, not surprisingly, while away for the weekend, Avery left her dogs in Ben's care, only to receive a text from her best friend. Avery, you're not going to believe this, but I'm at the airport and Ben's here with another woman. Avery goes out of her way to contact her. And she's freaking the fuck out and acts, and she's like, what the fuck is going on? This woman ends up saying, hey, like he promised me this position in his company mm-hmm. and then he rescinded it and I got this lower position and I'm fucking done with him and I want nothing more to do. But then she admits that they do have sex on that trip mm-hmm. and that they he does cheat and and that he was fraudulent. He was he was doing oh, yeah, fraudulent she stuff. Blowing him up. Yes. And then goes and, on to blow him up again. Yes. And so here's the interesting too. So Avery, he conned her into uh, equity, just like he was trying to get me to get equity, like in this so-called business. Well, he also conned Avery into investing in his company. Yes. So yes. she put in thousands of dollars of her own money. He yep. put her as executive something, an executive title within his company. So she thought she had an executive position in a legit company. And then she hears about this Masha girl who also he hired. And then apparently when this shit hit the fan, all of a sudden, uh, Avery's like, he took my picture and named everything off the website. Like I'm no longer. Yeah. <laughs> and he put Masha's picture up. <gasps> yeah. So she's like on fire, but we still are not talking to her. We don't, but he don't now, know. Just this. so you know, he's telling Avery that Masha just works for him. And there was a work yes. trip. I told him it was a work trip. And it's but then Masha was like, no, we definitely had sex. And I'm so disgusted. I wish it never happened. Yeah. Um, they had sex that weekend and if she could take it back. She would because he's crazy and is a liar and he's shady business wise. Yeah. I think she ratted him out to the other business partners that he was doing yeah. unethical things mm-hmm. um, business wise. So, yeah. but me and you have no idea this is all going no. down. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So there's crazy. a lot more to go. This next yeah. following year was a lot of uncovering that was outside of us. We were still Things were still happening, but he was, wow. He was planting unethical, illegal seeds everywhere. Next time on Ex-Wives Undercover. You're so betrayed. You're so hurt. Especially she'd given him so many opportunities to prove himself. You know, she'd been manipulated so many times with so many different strategies, right? And so when she finds this out, she actually leaves right away early from her sisters, goes straight to the house. So tell them the good part because, girl, oh, she does what my we gosh. all wish that we would have done. I remember Ben saying, 
you won't believe she's crazy. So when I remember when he said some of these things, I thought, you're such a fucking liar. But lo and behold, she admitted to it. And it was amazing. And now spring breaks over and where's Ben? Sydney can't ride the bus home to his house. He's supposed to pick her up. There's that picture of that man face down floating in the water. And that was horrible. It was horrible. I so many of times thought that this world and our all of our lives would be better off without Ben, the hurt that he causes. And maybe that's a dark statement. But when it actually came down to the fact that I thought he really had killed himself, I felt differently. And I was surprised. I felt sadness for Sydney. And once again, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review and make sure to join our private Facebook group for even more juicy info. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, you can always visit our site at www.xwivesundercover.com.